the City View Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, City View. It has been a whirlwind of a week, hasn't it? It's definitely not how I thought my March was going to be. I had plans. I had things I was hoping to do and planning on doing and dreaming of doing. I know my oldest was planning on having a great 13th birthday party with all of his friends and that ended up totally changing when this virus ended up hitting our nation and the world. Things got uprooted, things got turned upside down, graduations got canceled, weddings are being changed, funerals are being changed. Everything in life is being changed. Each of us have reacted differently, differently in this situation. Some of us react mad, some of us are panicked, some of us, we go and we gather as much stuff as we possibly can. And I think each one of us, we sort of react in all of these same ways at the same time. And I think we, if we are all honest, we've all gone through every single emotion possible as a human being this past week. I think we're still trying to figure out what emotion am I supposed to feel? Am I on vacation or am I trapped? Am I alone? Does anybody, even, does anybody even know I'm here? You know, we have all of these emotions going on and what am I supposed to fear, feel and what am I experiencing right now? The crazy thing is if we don't control our emotions, our emotions will control us. Let me say that again. If we don't control our emotions, our emotions will very quickly control us. So how in the world are we supposed to do that? Well, let's pray. Lord, these are crazy times. But God, I'm so thankful that none of these are crazy to you. Lord, many of us are living in uncertainty and worry and stress. But Lord, you are certain, you are not worried, and you're not stressed. God, I thank you that you know exactly what you're doing. Lord, this is a different time for the church. For many of us, we thought church was a building, but we're learning church is so much more than just a building. It's your people. And Lord, your people are spread all throughout the valley today. God, your church hasn't changed and neither will our prayers, our prayers for churches. Lord, I pray for churches like Relentless as they do service online today and Desert Springs and my friend Caleb and Jared and CCV and Calvary. And Lord, I ask God that you, Lord, that you would speak, Lord, that you would do, Lord, that you would move in our lives in ways we never thought or imagined you would. God, I ask that you'd speak to us this, this day no matter what time of day it is, Lord, I ask that you'd speak to us at City View. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, City View, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. If you have your Bibles, turn there. If you have a version Bible app, turn there. If you don't, pause real quick. You can pause this, and then you can go download the City View Bible app um, right now. Find cityviewphx.com. Uh, or City View PHX, you can go on and find our app, City View PHX, um, 
Um, you can download our app, and it's going to be easy to find there. You can find the YouVersion Bible app. You can find all the stuff that we've been talking about today. You'd log, you, if you download our app, download it, download it on your tablet, download it on your phone, anything. It'll be e so much easier for you to do everything. Download it. You can get connected in city groups. If you need help in any way, um, if you want to see the Bible plans we're going to be doing, all that kind of stuff, download our app. This morning, get on to version, open your Bibles. You're at home. For those of you who don't bring your Bible to church anyways, well, you're at home now, so that one you stole from the hotel, uh, bring it on out. Turn to Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Jesus says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life. As to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put, on, put in it. No, as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and your body more than clothing? Jesus says, for this reason. For what reason? What's he, what's he talking, talking about? He, he's referring to something else. And if, if you look, Matthew chapter 6 is part of what is called the Sermon on the Mount, which starts in chapter 5. And Jesus is talking about all these different things in Matthew chapter 5, about how to be blessed and how to live this life that God is calling us to live. And when we come to chapter 6, Jesus is talking about the kingdom, his kingdom, a heavenly kingdom. He tells us earlier in chapter 6 how to pray. He says, guys, his disciples go, Jesus, how are we supposed to pray? I know some of you right now, maybe you don't know how to pray. Yet the, the other day or earlier this week, I was able to go to AMC and talk with some of the workers, and, and they're, they were, they're scared. And I think if we're all willing to be honest, we're all scared. And in that moment, I, I could have said, yeah, me too, and walked out. But instead, you know what we can do? We can say, hey, can I pray for you? Because right now, as a nation and as a people, we are more open and more willing to say, I need prayer than any time in the history that we've ever lived. People need prayer. So I was able to pray with, with some of my friends at AMC just this week. So you're wondering, what are your pastors doing? We're still working. We're still praying. We're still doing things. And so Jesus tells the disciples, this is how you pray. Pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy be your name. He says it's all about God's kingdom. And right now as we see kingdoms fall and kingdoms crumble and we see the economy doing what it's doing and we see people losing their jobs, we see people hoarding and, and collecting everything, we see all these things going on, we see social media going crazy, we see the news shooting, sh shouting doomsday, we feel these kingdoms are falling. But here's the thing, Jesus says, my kingdom cannot fall. It can't fall. So Jesus says, for this reason I say, because his kingdom is greater. Do not be worried about your life. Don't be worried. It's easy to worry. It's where our mind tends to go first. Jesus says, don't be worried. Jesus is trying to redirect his people's eyes here. He says, for this reason, for what reason? What else did he talk about? When, when you continue to look at, at Matthew chapter 6, he talks about where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In verses, uh, verses 19, 20, and 21, he says, do not sort for yourselves treasures on earth where, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. For those of you who are heavy in the market, you have your money invested. Some of you are looking at going, it 
is being rusted and destroyed. Right now, you're watching so much, it's like it's melting away right now. So when Jesus says, for this reason, don't be worried, he's not just talking about kingdoms falling, falling, he's also talking about our treasure. And some of us, we have been treasuring things that God never intended us to treasure. What should we be treasuring? Our family? The gifts that God has given you? The time that we have? I've seen a post going around this week that after all this is said and done and we're all set free to go back to life, may, it, may life never be normal again. May a handshake be something we treasure. May a hug be something we look forward to. May a hello be something that we totally greet. May our neighbor be somebody that we pursue, not shut our garage on. Because I think our treasure has been misaligned. And what if one of the reasons God is allowing this to happen is so that we might realign what true treasure is? What if it is to shake up the church that we might live a totally different way? I don't know. But Jesus is trying to redirect his people from treasure, wealth, and selfishness onto the things that will last, things that are good. This is so much easier said than done. I'm not going to lie. So how do we not worry about life? I'm still trying to totally figure it out. It's a day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second thing. But Jesus gives us ideas. He, he guides us as a great shepherd would. He guides us now on how not to worry. Look at the first word of verse 26. He says, look. He doesn't say, look at your phone and your social media. He doesn't say, go and look at the news. And so we're getting all of our content on whatever news is telling us, on whether things are going up and down. Some of us, we're checking daily how many cases of the coronavirus are there still. In a year from now, if we look back at today's message, we're gonna be, some people are going to think, what are they talking about? We will have forgotten Jesus doesn't say, look at that. He says, look at the birds of the air. Look up. Look up. Go outside and look up. Go to your window now and look out. Look at what's out there. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour of your li to your life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you, that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into a furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear or where will I buy my toilet paper? 
For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. God knows your needs. Jesus says, pause for a moment and just look. Just look. Look around you. Look at the birds. Look at what you have. Don't focus on what you don't. Then Jesus says, God, not just my father, but yours. He says, look, yet your heavenly father, he takes his father and he says, he's yours too. He's your father too. He says, are you not worth so much more than these birds? And if God is caring for the birds, don't you think he'll care for you? He says, and why are we worried about clothing? Why? We live in a nation that is so obsessed with fashion and style and stuff. So much of this makes me pause and think, God, are you wanting to get rid of our stuff so that we can focus on what's real? You know, Jesus is speaking to a time that doesn't have all the fancy stuff. There's not all the clothes. that They wore robes and sandals. Now, I'm sure there were fancier robes and fancier sandals, but they didn't have all of the stuff we have. They don't have all the different phones to choose from, all the different computers to choose from, all the different clothing brands to choose from. They didn't have all the different shoes. They had leather sandals and robes. Yet they were still obsessed. So I wonder how much more does this apply to us, a culture of obsessing over stuff. And Jesus says there, he says in, in verse 28, and why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies, he says, look at the flowers. You know, I think God had a plan for this time of year for this to happen. Because we can actually go outside and look at the beauty. You can take a hike right now and the mountains are covered in flowers. It's actually beautiful outside in Phoenix. God didn't plan this for the middle of August. He allowed it to happen in the middle of March after we've got rain and it's beautiful. And God says now, I think, for an encouragement, go outside and look. Not just the birds, but, but look at the flowers. Look at the growth. Look at the green. What do those things tell us? That there's new life. There's new things coming. That God has something new happening. He says, don't get so focused on you inward, but look upward. We are looking for anything and everything that can meet a need that only God can meet. In the eight verses of the section that we're looking at today, four times we're told not to worry. Don't worry. Why? Because worry is an evil cycle. Just look, look at this image right now on your screen. 
Worry is this cycle that it just causes us to, to go into so much turmoil many times. It, it starts with something in this cycle. Worry can, maybe it starts with, with uncertainty. Or maybe it's the what ifs. What if this happens? Or, or what if I, I can't pay this? Or, or what if I can't buy this? Or, or what if I don't have this? Or what if I lose my job? We have all these what ifs that we cannot have the answer for. And then one of those, and then so many times uncertainty, it, it moves into the what ifs and then it moves into the lack of control because we like to control. I think for many of us, that's the problem. I, I like to control situations. I like to know what's happening. I like to know how are things going to turn out. And for many of us, lack of control, that's causing us to go crazy. We're stuck in our homes. We have to do things like this in a way and that we, we did not want to or intend on doing it. We had a plan for March. We had a plan for April. We had a plan for June, July, and August. We had a plan for those things. And now all of a sudden, we're out of control. We're being told, you can't do that. We're being told, you can't have that. We're being told, this has to close. You have no power over this. And when, when these things start going, when we lose, when we start to worry and we go into the cycle of uncertainty and the what-ifs and lack of control... What so many times what this can cause is depression. When you get put into a place of isolation, you can go into a place that is so dangerous in our minds. Our minds, when left alone, they just get into the cycle of darkness upon darkness upon darkness. You know, Jesus, as he's speaking to this crowd, their worries were different than ours, but the application is the same. The truths are the same. The Jesus is the same. And God is the same. The same Jesus that told this crowd, don't worry, is the same Jesus that tells you today, don't worry. Don't worry. So what can we learn from Jesus here? What can we learn that can help us today at a time that is so full of worry and anxiety? Because I'll bet if we were to look, if you could really look inside each person's mind, know their deepest hearts, concerns, we'll see that worry, anxiety, and fear are rampant. And it's taking over. Jesus says this, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So how do we not worry? How do we not allow that cycle to happen in our mind? Look at this next image. Jesus says, seek first God's kingdom. Seek first God's kingdom. How do we do that? When uncertainty comes in, you pray. But you don't stop praying. You don't pray one time. And I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, I tend, I can, throw up, I, can, I can throw out a prayer and then it, it doesn't go away. 
And so the only way for me is I've got to keep praying, God, I don't know what's going to happen. God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And so I continue to pray. When the what ifs come in, because the what ifs are coming. If you haven't thought them, you're going to. And we think, what if, what, what if, what if? We say, God, I don't know the what ifs. God, I don't know the answer. So we got to take those and we got to give them to God. When the worry starts setting in, when the worry starts happening, we take that to God. God, I'm freaking out. God, I don't know what to do. God, I have no control over this right now. God, I don't know what, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. We, when, when we're in those moments, when we don't know what this looks like or how it's going to turn out, we've got to keep throwing it to God because he's the only one that can handle it. He's the only one that can take care of it. And that's what Jesus is telling his people when he says, but seek first his kingdom. He says, focus on me. Don't focus on the situation that's, go, that's, that's happening right now. And when we get so focused on that situation and those things. So how do we not focus on those things? Turn off your TV. Turn off your TV. Get off social media. Delete those accounts that are just putting fear. Delete the news channels. Delete whatever it is that is causing you fear. Hide those people that are constantly putting things out there that are causing you to fear. Delete those things. The conversations, those phone calls that you get from those people like, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. And they're like, man, are you scared? Are you worried? How many rolls of toilet paper do you have? I only have 155 left. And the other person's like, well, you know, I've got 340. I think it'll be okay for like a week. And if those people are causing you to fear, decline. You have a great red button on your phone that says decline. You don't have to answer it. So hang up. You don't have to talk. You're, at this time, you're going to have to be careful with what's coming in. That's the only way to protect yourself from fear, worry, and anxiety. That's, that's not the only way. It's one of the ways, I should say. You've got to take it to God. But you've got to be careful what's coming in because there are so many things coming in. There are so many avenues. Be careful what you search. Well, I want to know how many people have it. Don't worry about it. You'll be okay. You don't need to know. Well, I want to know what, 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 is there any of this at the store? Do you have enough stuff at your home? Just be careful. Because your mind, once that cycle starts to go in that crazy cycle, once that cycle starts to go inward, it's hard to get out of it. Because it just builds and builds and builds and builds until you freak out. If you are freaking out now, reach out to us at City View. We're here to help. We'll take your calls. We'll do whatever we can to help. It's good to get into good conversations. If you need to see a counselor, see a counselor. Don't isolate yourself so much. Don't live in fear. God did not create you to live in fear. He did not create you to live in worry. He did not create you to live in isolation. He did not create us for social distancing. That is not a God term. It's not at all. God created Adam and then he created Eve to be together, not to distance themselves. This is not a God thing. And so as we see these things that are happening in this world, these are not from God because God created us to be together. So what can we do as we are praying, I, I want us to look at a verse that we looked at last week. And this is probably going to be a verse we're going to look at a lot for the next few weeks. You should memorize it, too. 
Psalms 94, verse 19. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations, your comforts, delight my soul. Let's read that again. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations, not constellations, your consolations, not the planets and all that kind of stuff, your consolations delight my soul. He doesn't say, if my anxious thoughts, he says, when my anxious thoughts multiply within me. Because And it tells you what your anxious thoughts, they do. They multiply. When you have one, then you have two. When you have two, you have four. When you have four, it's, I don't know what the multiplication, that's as far as I'm going to go right now. You know, we're, we're, we don't, we're not in school right now, so I don't get math, so hey, it's okay. But when my anxious thoughts multiply within me, when they do, God's comforts can come. God's consolations, his comforts can delight your soul. It's a promise. It's not an if, it's a promise. When they come, God's comforts can. When anxious thoughts come, God's comforts can come. They will come. When and when, not if and if. There's no ifs in this passage. It's when my thoughts are anxious and they're multiplying, your comforts delight my soul. It's when this happens, God's comforts delight. When this happens, God's comforts delight. That's a promise in this verse. It's not always easy though. It's not easy. I have to take my thoughts captive all the time. That verse is not just about sexual things taking our thoughts captive. That's about life things taking our thoughts captive. There are times for me when I pray and I have to continue to pray over and over again the same thing. Sometimes I have to call my wife and I'm like, honey, you've got to get me out of this mind warp. I'm just like, I've got my mind keep going and, and she sometimes just has to help me get out of that thought, that distraction. Sometimes I've got to call a friend. Sometimes I have to, I have to turn, I, I go to a place in the Bible that helps me, that, that has helped me in the past, that has given me encouragement. Right now my boys and I, we're working through memorizing Romans chapter 8. Um, the last uh, two verses in that, in that chapter, um, let me give you that passage, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, which say, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And if you want a little help, I, I, I'll teach you a song later on this week. Follow me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and I'll teach you the song, that how I learned to memorize that, that passage. But, but sometimes for me, when, when my anxious thoughts are multiplying within me, maybe I call my wife, I'm like, honey, help me get this out. I'll call a friend. Maybe I'll, I'll, start, I'll, go, I'll go to the Bible and I'll, I'll read a verse that has helped me in the past. Sometimes it's, it's listening to a song. We posted earlier this week on, on, Inst, on Facebook, maybe on Instagram too, I don't remember. But hey, what's your favorite worship song right now? And some people said, sing a, sing a hallelujah and alive. And I put, put on there, stand in your love. And there are lots of different songs that we put out there that, like, this, this is the song that helps me. So maybe it's that. Maybe you need to go to something like that. But either way, You've got to find something that 
that captures and gets rid of those anxious thoughts, that quiets that, that voice in our mind that speaks the evil that is not from the Lord. And allow God's voice to speak, and God will speak through your friends that are seeking wisdom from God. God will speak through his word. God will speak through music. God will speak through nature. For some of us, it might mean we have to go do multiple things before our mind finally stops, our anxious thoughts stop multiplying. It may not be just that one thing like, well, Jeremiah, you said talk to a friend. That friend was discouraging. I'm giving up. No, I, there's lots of things to do. Maybe it's sitting down and eating an entire bowl of ice cream. No, it's probably not, but I might do that. That's one thing that we're not short of is ice cream. Everybody has ice cream right now. So it's a good thing. But you know what? Here's what I do. I keep looking up. I don't give in to my worry. As I've shared with you in the past, when my anxious thoughts multiply within me, one thing my counselor taught me is this phrase, I can't. God can. So I'm going to let him. When, when those moments of times, when, when you get that phone call that says, hey, don't come into work, we're not opening for the next two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, maybe never. God, how am I supposed to? God, what does this look like? God, I can't. Say, yeah, you can't. But God can. And so I'm going to let him. So maybe that's something that we need to apply even more now. Believe it or not, but this helps me. And I know it can help you. Jesus closes and says, don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Just live in today. Experience God's love today. Experience the mercies he has for today. Experience the grace he has for today. Because he'll give you all you need for tomorrow. But he wants you to live in his love today. He wants you to live in his grace today. He wants you to live in his joy today. And guess what? God knows your tomorrow. And he's not worried about it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have our tomorrow covered. God, thank you that you have our worries under control. God, thank you that you know what's next. In Jesus' name, let's worship. Thank you for joining us today. For up-to-date series information, find us on social media at CityViewPHX or go to cityviewphx.com.